Hi, I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 77. You don't know, you don't know, but this is nighttime right now. It's a day after 76, episode 76. I decided last second, hey, I want to do this at night. Uh, Also, hey, that was Juice World. He's dead. He died now. And uh, he didn't die right now. He died a few days ago. And I mentioned that on yesterday's podcast, but I didn't know this piece of information. So... He's flying on private planes, as you do when you're a famous rapper, and as you do when you're only worth a couple million dollars. It's <laughs> you're dumb. You're dumb. Uh, it's expensive. For those of you that don't know, it's expensive to fly private. But that's besides the point. He was flying private, not on his own plane. Clearly, he uh, it was it was chartered because the pilot was uh, suspicious of him for all of the drugs. And guns he had on the plane. He had it says here he had seventy pounds of marijuana. Who flies with seventy pounds of marijuana? Who needs to fly with that much? It's basically legal. You can get it anywhere. It's it's a weed. You don't need to fly with seventy pounds of marijuana. Whatever. So you're fucking yourself over right there. And then he's flying with some guns and some uh, some nine millimeter guns and a forty caliber pistol which i'm actually all for if you're flying private and if you're a rapper they killed the other rapper so you should uh that i'm actually okay with and then the other thing he was flying with was um six bottles of prescription coating and it doesn't say how much percocet he was flying with but um so okay so The pilot notified the authorities that he has all of this stuff on his plane, which you're a narc, dude. Why are you doing that? You're flying. You're clearly flying rappers. Why would you narc on them? Um, Okay, so he narked on them and then everyone on the plane obviously knew that that was happening. So they panicked and Juice World, who's the rapper. uh, Also, he, he mentioned John Lennon in that song I was playing. He died on the same day as John Lennon. Weird, but okay. So he then took uh, he then took a handful of Percocet, and then he uh, he died. Then he died. He he took a handful of Percocet to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> look, honestly, I don't care that he died. I I just don't care when when stupid people die for stupid reasons. Um, it's it's maybe for the best. Now, what I'm going to talk about in a little bit on the podcast is a 20-minute video that CBS made. It's like a mini documentary they made about why are boys acting like boys. And um, we're, we're making generations of, of – we're feminizing generations of, of boys, men, basically. 
So I have a problem with that because then you create generation of confused, sad, angry men, which maybe Juice World was a a victim of. But you know, I can't really empathize with that. And I I, I also I felt like I had to update you guys on 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 this because I mentioned him yesterday stop looking up to retards that's my whole that's my whole point stop looking up to retards stop looking up to celebrities even if you even if like even if you the listener right now you're conservative and there's there's one there's one rare conservative celebrity over there um don't look up to him look up to people you know look up to family members who really can't let you down um because everyone else do you you've you ever heard uh don't ever meet your heroes don't ever meet your heroes so uh that's an update another update yesterday's podcast for those if you didn't listen to it go back and listen to it uh it was should porn be banned i don't have a firm conclusion and that means for you that's a hint hey he's really thinking about this if it it it, it really is um it really is a tough subject for some reason. But one of my conclusions was uh, we should make it really hard for minors to look at porn. I mean, if, if they want to go on a website, it can't just be, are you over 18, yes or no. It has to, there has to be some sort of, um, some sort of, what's it called? Safe. I don't know. But I got some angry DMs from people, from people who follow my account, from people who've been following me for over a year and who've listened to every single podcast. <laughs> and this guy who DM'd me, he purports to be someone with a high IQ. He has a high IQ. That's I can't I have to I guess I have to take his word for it. I don't even know if I have a high IQ. Where do you do that? Where do you do that? I'm actually afraid. I don't I don't know what my IQ is. I just hope it's over um the average of Somalia. A Somalian. <laughs> I just hope I have a higher IQ than an average Somalian. Then, then I'll be okay. So he he sent me an angry DM. He wrote, "I can't believe you spent an entire hour trying to convince people that porn is bad." Okay. It wasn't an entire hour. That that subject was probably thirty five minutes. And yeah, porn is bad. I mean, forget the fact that forget the debate of should we ban it or should we not ban it. Can we all just agree that it's not good? It, there's no net benefit to porn. I still don't understand. Because the other people who DM me who were angry were saying, um, what's wrong with busting a nut? Also, be a little bit more eloquent when you're when you're trying to convince me. Um, but what's wrong with it is it takes away your urge to do anything. If you're doing it yourself, you're cucking yourself if you do that. Uh, go out and get a female. Go hunt. That's my advice. So uh, then he goes on to say, and then compared it to smoking tobacco, which causes cancer. Hey, I would I would actually say that if you smoke cigarettes and you don't get addicted to them, meaning like if you do it like how the Native Americans did it, it's it's known to uh, raise testosterone levels, and it's cool aesthetically. I'm just I'm I always admit that I'm not a smoker. I've never been one. I wouldn't encourage anyone to be a smoker. But it does look cool. Uh, if you abuse it like like fast food, it causes cancer. Yes, that's true, and it is addictive. And they do put addicting, uh, they do put 
things in it to make you addicted, whatever. So I did compare it to smoking tobacco because uh, for some, we have to figure out why this generation of uh, Gen Z and millennials, why is the suicide rate so high? Why is it 50% higher than it was 10 years ago? It's, I think, the access, the, the ability to access porn so easily. I think it's the addiction to smartphones. I think it's the the heavily medicated, uh, uh, mainly boys who are heavily medicated. And uh, I think it's uh, things like social media. But it's fair to put porn in that pile. So I don't know. First of all, I don't know why you're outraged. Let me move on to what he said in the next paragraph. Like the whole time comparing regulation of porn to regulation of a drug that can kill you or other people. Yeah. Again, I don't see. What about what about the. What's it called? The soul of a society. Do we ever think about that? Because we we pay attention to the the GDP and we pay, pay attention to the job, uh, you know, the job creation that's been happening lately, the lowest unemployment rate in a long time. But we never we never ask about the soul of the country. Or for instance, it's the lowest black unemployment rate in, in forever. Okay, but they're not really doing well, black people. Um, most of them don't have fathers. I'll, I'll get to that in the next segment. And uh, and there's a revolving door of people going to prison because of the war on drugs and the gang violence and all that. So the soul of, of, of for instance, black Americans is shit, and the soul of the country is shit. It, we, we've, we've lost... We it's almost like we don't know what the meaning of this country is and what it was founded on. It's like we forgot that. And it's USA Corporation. And the only thing that matters is the numbers. But there's more to it. So um so then it, he goes on to say, How is okay <laughs> again here? Very eloquent right here. Very, very classy, very classy wording. High IQ, high IQ stuff here. How is busting a quit nut a health problem? Well, because it's not the act of it. It's how do you feel after? Do you feel shame? Are you happy? Are you proud of yourself? Did you accomplish something? Um, and then he says, I swear you done lost your mind, man. Um, so far, you can say that. It's kind of like you can call me a retard or whatever, but is there any evidence to it? You haven't really given me any good um, arguments. So then he says, <laughs> give them my fucking social security for porn bro i'm ranting at this point but you really lost your fucking mind dude i'm worried about you okay it's kind of like when people say do better when they when they go online and you write something they disagree with and they go do better josh do better sad water um i'm worried about you no you're not you you sent me those three dms and then you for went about your day and how did i how is my wrong opinion ruining your day <laughs> it's like you think I'm president. It's like you think I'm the president of the United States and I have the power to do this. By the way, if I was, oh my God, <laughs> the porn industry would shake. They would quiver like how China's quivering right now. So my response to all of that was yes. One of my new rules is I, n I, I never debate anyone online anymore. Um, and I rarely ever did. But I don't do it. It's a waste of time. I don't care. I don't, I don't, I've never met this person. I never will meet this person. He's not my friend. Why do I care what he thinks? Uh, you heard my whole hour podcast and I didn't change your mind? Okay. I didn't, maybe I didn't do a good job. Um, but, it, but 
you know, you're an adult. If 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 you think I'm wrong, go look into it a little bit more. It's not only about the GDP, and it's not only about um, the low un- unemployment rate. So that's my update on porn. What I really want to talk about here today is um, I hope I can get to a little thing I made called Sweden is gay and Norway is gay. <laughs> it's news on the... Um, Scandinavian countries over there but um what I what I what I mainly wanted to talk about and I think it's going to take me over 30 minutes so if you want to skip ahead do it but it's it's pretty interesting so CNBC it's so funny so these these um CBS News has 2 million subscribers on um yeah it's C- CBS not CNBC so CBS has 2 million subscribers on YouTube They put out a video on December 6th, so six days ago. Guess how many views it has. I'm not going to wait because it's only me talking. 5,000 views. And I had to really search for it because I found this video in an article uh, that was gaining some traction online, but um, I wanted to watch the full 23-minute video. So I found it. So they have 2 million subscribers and 5,000 views. And uh, the the likes and dislikes are pretty lopsided. Um, it's it's funny because these these mainstream media companies are always they have such inflated numbers and low and en- low engagement. They're losing. they not only are they losing power on TV, but they're losing power online. They have n- no sway. They, they, they the reason why they want to ban all conservatives online is because they really can't. Uh, win. They can't win the argument. They can't win the war on uh, information. The info war. Wow. Oh, that's where it comes from. Alex Jones, man, he's really smart. So uh, I ripped the video because I didn't feel like put putting on, uh, opening it on YouTube because commercials pop up. So I ripped it, and we're gonna watch this. But basically, it's about. Let me read. Uh, let me read the the little summary. Now that the Me Too movement has brought conversation about toxic masculinity and se- I can I'm, I can only read this as a gay man toxic masculinity and sexual consent f- to the forefront of public discourse parents are grappling with how to encourage their sons to reject some of the more traditional notions of manhood gay that's all I can say gay <laughs> um so how do we raise our boys oh, oh how do we raise them um so I need to highlight these sorts of things because, look, I get it. They're, they are losing the information war. They are losing that. But they still, they, they're putting millions of dollars behind pieces like this. They're putting a lot of money to create this kind of content. And um, it does work with s- certain people, people that can, can change the, the way that the country is shaped. Uh, people who live in New York pay attention to this stuff. People who live in L.A., people who live in the major big cities in the country that um, is really the only reason why the Democrats uh, can actually still exist because other than that, they're irrelevant. Uh, speaking of that, the in the U.K. elections today, not that any of us care, we we beat them in the 1700s, uh, the, the socialists lost. Socialism and globalism is failing worldwide, not just here. So... In order to fix everything, we got to close the borders. But that's besides the point of what I want to talk about here. So uh, let me 
open this video speaking frankly about toxic masculinity and bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Let's go. Let's let's listen to this masterpiece. I'm going to keep pausing it and, and interrupting the idiots. I hate the fucking music. Third grade. Third grade. It's Stamping Ground Elementary in Stamping Ground, Kentucky. And a kid comes up to me, and we had had some sort of playground fight, and he's getting angry at me, and he says, you hit like a girl. And so I hit him in the face. I just cold-cocked him right in the face, and he fell to the ground. He started crying, and the teacher runs up there, and she says, what is going on? And I said, well, Keith told me that I hit like a girl. And she looks at Keith and says, did you tell him he hits like a girl? And he said, yes. And she says, well, you deserved it. <laughs> I'm thinking, at the time, you know, I was like, yeah, Keith. Yeah. That's not how you talk to people. But you tell the story now, and people are what on earth? There was violence? There was gender stereotyping? Yeah, dude, that's actually a good story. That's what you should tell your kids. Defend yourself. If a kid calls you gay, you beat him up. Not only is it good for you, and it, and it clearly, there was a lot of, I mean, lately you've been totally demasculated. Like, you're just not a man anymore. You should cherish that story. And if people are like, oh, my God, you did that when you were a kid? Uh, be like, yeah. And we should tell all our kids to do that. Because not only is it good for you and the development of you as a kid, and you're defending yourself and, and, and uh, you're manning up. Also, that teacher, man, I wish teachers were still like that. Uh, but you're teaching that kid a lesson, too, not to be a fucking asshole. And, uh, yeah, so this is actually a, this, this is for me. This is this is uh, you should cherish that. Victim blaming? I mean, you know. What the fuck is victim blaming? I did not grow up in zero tolerance for violence. I didn't grow up in zero tolerance for bullying. It was just totally different. Recess was wild. You know, like you would you would go out, you would play tackle football at recess, you would obliterate each other. In just obliterate. I mean. Yeah, that's good, and we should bring all that back. They've literally been taking all that stuff away, but. Um, what I've noticed in this video, because I had to watch it before uh, deciding to talk about it, is that the most of the dudes in this video are sitting next to their wives. It's almost like their wives are their teachers. Like, they'll scold them if they say the wrong thing. Um, they are so whipped. The I wonder what the dy dynamics are in that, in that family, because that guy just that, that that guy sounds like a chick. It's almost like lesbians who are married to each other. And they were able to have babies. I don't. E how did that happen? But they're both lesbians. Try to brutalize each other, and and you know that's how some of the guys we bonded. We got a bunch of energy out, and you fast forward, you know, twenty plus yeah. years, and it's just a totally different environment. Yeah, it's gay now. I hate this music. They always do this music. It's talking about zero po tolerance policies or whatever. Oh, Boise, Idaho. He got in a fight. He doesn't want to talk about it. Why are they shaming him? Why are they filming this in a, in a documentary for CBS? Why are you putting your kids through this? This is so stupid. Parents are idiots now. 
last day of school. They were on a field trip. And my son had punched a kid in the car on Good. the way to, the, uh, as they were going, they were going to the zoo. And what happened was he got in trouble because he hit this other kid, which you don't hit someone. Yeah, you do. What, what I found out later. Okay. Oh man. I, and I mentioned this in a um, couple podcasts ago, but, but all these moms, they're such busybodies. It's with everything. Like all these movements are because of busybodies. And also dudes, like like white these white dudes who are so cucked and they're they're so just feminized. Um they're they're also busybodies. They, but but the thing is is that they I can't consider them men. They're just so uh gay. <laughs> the little boy was was calling him a name when he kept telling them to stop. I don't like it and they kept doing it. You know, they, the, the teacher and the counselor were like, you know, we need to figure out his why. Why does he misbehave? Uh, he's defending himself. It's kind of like the guy's story from before. Except now there's guidance counselors and teachers and then they have to meet the mom. And then it's like it's like a big war room situation where where they all have to meet with all the delegates of the kid have to meet and say, hey, the, the kid's going crazy. Why is he defending himself? A kid called him a name and then he punched him. How, who would ever do that? I would still do that. I would still do that. If I was out, if I still went out and uh, I got in an altercation with someone, if someone's called me a name, I'd punch him. You got to do that. It's it's not, It's it, look, sometimes violence isn't about, um, or, or altercations, They're they're not always about defending yourself from violence so you know how people are like you should only fight if someone uh is attacking you which i agree with that to an extent but also there's something to be said about your honor and and because that's that's like on a deeper level your the your honor you have to have you have to think highly of yourself to the point where you'll you where you'll defend yourself but th- this is not the world that they want anymore. And then, they, and then they ha- they ask, uh, why, why, <laughs> uh, where are all the men? Where are all the men? Where are all the strong people? Well, you're you're killing them. Why is he doing this? And I was like, because he's seven, and he's a boy. Our boys love to wrestle. I mean, it is like they throw down every night. It's like just this brawl but I've also had a, just realized that they need that and that's okay you know they like to be aggressive sometimes and they like to be physical with each other so I grew up with all boys and the idea of boys are tough they get to rumble out in the streets and hang out this is um so I'm cheating because I saw this already but when I was watching this yesterday I was like okay so this lady's black and uh, she's for sure. This was my first thought. Oh, there's no dad. There, there, there's for sure. She's talking about her kid and and whatever and how sensitive he is. There's no dad. And it's not because I'm racist. It's because most uh, men in black families are either gone, like abandoned. They abandon them, or they're in jail. Or uh, that yeah. But but that's the case here. Uh, I don't know specifically if he went into jail, but. She's a single mom. Sing- the, the, the dynamics are ruined. Kids need a mother and a father. 
They need their mother for this. Look, she's nurturing. She cares about his feelings and all that. But then they need a man to say, you got to toughen up. And that might be contradictory um, in in your eyes. That might be a contradiction, you know, for a kid to hear both things. Yeah, but both are right. You, 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 it's it's kind of like you have to take a little bit of both. It's a, you have to be like, oh, okay, take everything with a grain of salt. So my mom, my mom says my feelings matter, and 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 you know I should she I should nurture those things, and my dad says I need to toughen up. Well, who's right? They're both right. Neighborhoods without someone overlooking them. So I think I had that idea of a boy when raising my son. Boys got this. They're strong. They're tough guys. They can fight. Yeah. I live in Maple, Wisconsin. I have four sons, currently 13, 16, 19, and 21. I initially thought that I was going Mother and founder of Building Boys. No toy guns house. That didn't exactly happen. We ended up with an arsenal of plastic weapons, lightsabers, and swords, and Nerf guns, and they're not so good. Yeah, we like that airsoft guns gender norms and gender expectations start as soon as they're born when we determine what the gender is a lot of times parents are buying pink for the girls and blue for the boys so it's already started okay that's all that's that's a bullshit theory pink for the boy pink for the girls uh, blue for the boys that's what's making us be so different it's the toys guys it's the toys um, so this guy's an expert on, on boys. Uh, he's, a, he's also a black guy. I wonder if he, uh, I wonder if he speaks to his black community. It seems like based off this video, his clientele of people are strictly white people. It seems like he's just totally left his, uh, his community, which is in shambles, which is mainly who he should be speaking toxic masculinity about. Um, when you're boys go to either gangs or like they can literally only go their 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 thing is okay I'll, I'll go join a gang or i'll try to become a famous rapper or i'll try to do uh pro sports okay again you can call me racist but this is true most of most likely in bad neighborhoods they'll join gangs uh which i would say is maybe real toxic masculinity or let's just say toxicity not let's not bring gender into it are not embedded in our DNA. It's embedded in our socialization. Wrong. I realized that the shows that my boys were watching over and over again were just very, very similar, and they are all centered around battle narratives. There's always a winner, a loser, somebody gets killed, and somebody's a hero, and that's the end. And then one day, um, we had some friends staying who had daughters, and they're getting completely different messages about the world. And this particular show they were watching was all about emotional labor, basically. I mean, a, a very girly version of it, but it was all about friendships, and this one girl who wanted to go to this one birthday party, but then this other friend was jealous, and how could she keep them both happy? And I was like, my boys will never, ever see a story like that in their childhood. So it's, oh my God, guys, I just, this is, this is, I'm learning so much here. This is crazy. So it's not only the toys, it's the, it's the TV shows. It's the TV shows because the girls, they're getting messages of friendship and the boys there, it's about all about war and battling and whatever. Uh, yeah, it's called capitalism. Okay. Let me explain to these people who don't understand how the world works. Capitalism. 
Okay, so when you're trying to sell a product to boys, you're going to sell them what they're going to want. You're not telling them what they want. You're going to sell them what they want. You're going to go based off how they, they play, their personality types, and all that. Um, I can tell you I wanted guns and I wanted war stuff um, because that's what I liked. It, it, I never, ever liked Barbie, and my parents were super awesome. If we wanted a Barbie, they would have gotten us a Barbie. But n not only that, um, I'll give you a, a pretty okay example. <laughs> not the best, probably. I have bad memory. But um, I don't have bad memories. I have... Um, I have a, I don't have that great of a memory, but, um, when I was a kid, I made Lego cities with my little brother. The Lego city would cover the whole floor. And you know what we always played? Cops and robbers. We built building, we built restaurants, we built, it was a real city. <laughs> I mean, when you, when you shut off the light at night, they all started to move. It was really, it was real. They were, I'm telling you guys, they were real. I'm kidding. Uh, but we built everything. So we had we had fire stations. We had the police station. We had like six police stations in the city. Crime wasn't even that bad, but we built six of them. And uh, we had schools. We had everything that a city would have. But because we bought all the Lego city stuff. But um, we always played cops and robbers with the Legos. So we built all the things. But the game we always played with it was that. Because we like violence. Oh, I got a thing in my... My calendar. Oops. <laughs> am I? I'm still here on Periscope. I think I am. Whatever. I had a thing on my calendar that I accidentally clicked, which was get podcast ready because I was gonna do my podcast tomorrow, and I decided to do it today or tonight. It's eight o'clock at night because I have to drive to Huntington Beach, which is probably an hour away tomorrow. Because quick story, and then I'll get back to this video. I. Uh, so you know how when you buy guns in California um, and uh, and there's a 10-day waiting period? Well, I already own these guns, and I went, to hunt, I went on a hunting trip to Alaska in September, and I uh, left, we left our guns there because uh, there was not enough weight. I mean, we, we uh, were overweight on the seaplane. So our, my friend who lives there is like, Listen, leave them here. I'll ship them to you. So finally, after months, he shipped them to us. And then he shipped them to um, to Huntington Beach because our other friend whose guns we left behind, he lives near there. And then, he, you know, he was the one coordinating, which kind of fucked me over. And uh, he sh they, they shipped all of them to there, which it's, it's a schlep. So I didn't realize this at the time, but when you ship your guns you have to, you can only ship them to a gun shop and then you have to drive to wherever they are bring all the paperwork you brought to buy the guns originally and then uh they have to do another background check on the guns you already bought and you already owned and you already traveled with and then there's another 10-day waiting period so i have to go do all that tomorrow and uh i figured hey i'll do the podcast tonight and i won't have to worry about that tomorrow and you know what so far, 30 minutes in, I'm doing pretty well. The research is really clear. The boys and girls at the outset of life are just as, they, they experience the same emotions, just as vividly, just as profoundly. It's not the experience of emotions that's different between males and females. It's the expression of emotion. We tell girls, don't be angry, be a lady. 
We tell boys, don't be scared, don't be vulnerable, don't cry. Um, don't be weak, be strong, be stoic, keep it inside. That's such an oversimplification. We let boys cry. Are you kidding me? I cried a lot. Um, you do treat them differently because they act differently and their boys are more rambunctious and uh, girls are more uh, not as crazy. <laughs> girls can sit still. That's why girls do better. School is more conducive for women, for girls, not boys. That's why they're pumping all these kids with drugs. I mean, if we're talking about like uh, suicide or toxic masculinity or any of these things, it, it starts with why are we pumping them with drugs? Maybe is that the thing that's making them a little crazy um, or aggro or whatever? Um, and also, these are good things to teach kids. Like, we do let kids cry, but we also should tell them to man up a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't know what, what, what they're complaining about so far. I'm going to let this keep playing. I'm going to actually try to talk while they're talking. <laughs> I want to yeah, see if coined a term called the man box. And that's a short form for the collective socialization of men. That we've all been taught on some level, not asking for help, right? Always feeling like we have to be in control. Not expressing any emotion except for anger. And all men... And that's not true. You're supposed to have power. That's part of what being a man is. Dominance, power. And many of us, too often, even though it's the minority of men, exert that power over women and girls. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Dominance? Okay, now they Harvey Weinstein. I'm so sick of this Harvey Weinstein Me Too thing. I was going to tweet the other day that Harvey Weinstein is innocent. Because <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't, look, he he's definitely a piece of shit. But rape, there hasn't really been any proof of that. I don't really believe it. Like the guy, you can be a piece of shit and not be a rapist. How about that? Like, the guy's a piece of shit. But it was a tit-for-tat thing. Uh, all these women got famous off giving him a blowjob. They all made millions of dollars after. And then you regret it 20 years later? Are you fucking kidding me? There's a difference between someone like him and Bill Cosby. Who, I don't know if there was proof of rape with that either, but his stories seem a little bit more suspicious. Um, I'm not going to defend Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein in the same thing. I'm not really defending... Harvey Weinstein, but this whole thing—it's like Charlottesville. They're gonna—they're gonna latch onto this one thing, this one movement, and this is proof that men are all bad. This is proof we live in a patriarchy. This is proof that we're all fucking idiots, and we totally don't pay attention to the outside world. We don't pay attention to the the rape festivals that are happening happening in Europe because of open borders. We're not paying attention to the the Middle East. We're not paying attention to any of those things. The United States is the worst place on earth. That's that's what's happening here. That's why CBS needs to make a whole 30-minute documentary about this. Harvey Weinstein. And I started to feel just sick in the pit of my stomach, thinking I am a mother of three boys, and there is something very, very wrong with men in this Imagine being that lady's kids. It's, it's like original sin. I don't know anything about religion, but it's like original sin. You're born as a man. You're born with this this uh you're rapist you're born you're a rapist this is literally what she's saying <laughs> she's like uh i saw this harvey weinstein thing happen and and, and it, it made me feel sick to my stomach i have three boys how about be a good mom also i hope you're not a single mother either because you're fucked if if you are 
I mean, you're not going to, you're going to have a real, especially if you're putting that shit in their head. <laughs> Crazy. Me too. Me too. Me too. This is my story. And I was blamed for it. A nationally representative conducted harassment. Okay. 81% of women experience a sexual harassment in their lifetime. Um, that can't be true. That would mean that we're worse than. And also, that's so it's so vague. Sexual harassment is so vague. Uh, I think that could actually be. Yeah, it is. It is. It is vague because it's not sexual assault or it, it, it's two different things. Sexual harassment. It's like if if I go, hey, baby, how are you? Or something. something like that. I'm really bad at being sexual harassment. -y. But, um, you know. Not just a few bad apples or a few people that, you know, that, that are bad actors in the system. This was the system. It felt like women and girls were on the right side of history and boys and men were on the wrong side of history. What would the mothers of all these people be thinking when they read that their son was a sexual predator? I was gripped with fear and, you know, terror almost that, you know, would I somehow unwittingly... She's gripped with fear and terror because women typically... Okay. They, they're not very fact-based when it comes to these sorts of things. Like, that, I mean, if, if you think about it, that's why they, they typically like astrology and all that kind of stuff. It's mysticism. They, it's, it, they, they, there doesn't need to be fact. It's really about how I feel about certain things. Like, oh, my God, Mercury's in retrograde? Yeah, it, it's, it, it totally feels like that. I mean, it, I've had such a bad day. Mercury must be in retrograde. Um, a lot of women typically go with their their gut, they, how they feel, because they're feelings based. That's why they that's why they go into those sort, sorts of professions where it's more the nurturing kind of job, the teaching kind of job, the dealing with people kind of job, like dealing with little kids and uh, being nurses and all that. But um, so they can't they're so susceptible. And I'm talking as a whole. You're, you can always find someone who's not like that. But they're very susceptible to being attacked by this sort of propaganda and eating it up and believing in it because uh, they are – it's the, the mama bear instinct. They have to be overprotective of their kids. Also, a lot of that overprotectiveness, uh, like helicopter parenting and all that, especially for boys, is horrible um, because to an extent it's okay to worry and to care and, oh, my God, he got hurt. I have to, I have to nurse him and all that. But after a certain point, you're then going to create sociopaths and um, the toxic masculinity kind of dudes who you're actually talking about who aren't really men and don't take charge and aren't assertive because those are the sorts of things you want to stamp out. Sons that were like this. A study from uh, heterosexual male failure, blah, 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 bullshit. I don't need to read this time to be raising boys in that social norms and expectations are changing as we speak. I feel really bad for teenage boys and young adult men in a lot of ways because they grew up in this world that very much fed them this one note depiction of masculinity. Males hey, are she's strong. Right. No, Males you're wrong. Males are wrong. on top. Males get the girls. Like, yeah. This is the image that they were shown over and over and over on TV, in movies, in music, everywhere, that this was how you are supposed to be. So we've got teenage boys and yeah. we've got young adults who grew up learning one set of values 
and now we're in this process where things are shifting, but we're not fully there yet. What's changed for boys, I think, is... I don't want to be fully there. Let's go back. What is this guy saying? Transgender, non-conforming individuals, the binary, cisgender, like they're dealing with language that we've never had before. Yeah. <laughs> the guy was talking about they're dealing with language we've never had before. The non-binary, cisgender. He's saying it like it's a good thing and that they need to conform to that. Um, yeah, that's not a good thing. That's all bullshit. You're talking about bullshit. a society there's very very deep-seated fear of emasculating boys and i think that all of us buy into it at some level yeah we we buy into it because um we have a fear of of fucking up right now which is what you're all doing because that's naturally how we are you're trying to re-engineer how men are that is absolutely insane and not only that but you're actually trying to re-engineer how women are too by encouraging them to have sex by by uh, encouraging them to act like men and just have slept have sex and sleep around and all that it's not only bad for the boys but it's extremely bad for the girls when you're like we're all the same we're no men and women aren't different um all right Oh, uh, this is boring. This is, uh, he's talking about his kid who wanted a pink car or something, and then he went to the cash register, and then the, the cashier is like, hey, I'll, uh, if, when he's not looking, I'll, I'll put this back, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God, and then this family, their son looks like a girl, and they encourage it, but it's not, like, it's not tranny stuff. Boy, you know... Boys are tough. They like to shoot things and stuff like that. And like, you know, maybe some boys like doing that. I honestly never really found like that. Oh, you found the boy that's sensitive and that that likes to that has that's feel he's feelings based and all that. You found him to prove your point. Your dresses occasionally, you know, and want his nails painted. He was wearing a. His hair up in sort of a little samurai ponytail. When he was on his way to school, and they dropped me off at work. Um, and before I got out of the car, when I was getting out, and hugs and kisses, and I said, "Hey, bud, I just want you to know, I love your hair. I think it's so cool." But kids at school might not understand, and they might say something about it. And he got this look, like he just crestfallen, just done, and he took it out, and he wouldn't wear it. But it was for me, it was one of those things as a parent where I'm like, I'm cool with this. The world is not going to be okay with this, so what do I do, and how do I, like, protect him or shield him from to still do the thing he wants to do, but to understand? And, yeah, that kind of, like, crushed his spirit that day, even though I thought I was trying to help him. That guy does not sound like a strong, masculine figure in this kid's life. Oh, my God. He, he sounds... It started maybe at the age of four or five. All these dudes in this video are so gay. I w- I'm so glad none of them were my dad. <laughs> it's the black mom again. She's back. Oh, yeah. She just said she's a single mom. Again, twice. Third. Third time. <laughs> 
sick with anything. He hated it very much and very much get emotional about it, cry about going to practice and these things that he didn't like. He didn't, like he didn't want to go to sports, but because um, he didn't have a dad to push him to go to sports. Sport. I mean, he doesn't have to be good at sports, but the male bonding with it is, is huge. The coaches all said to toughen. He needs to toughen up. He'll toughen up. Um. Yeah, there was a lot of things I didn't want to do as a kid that my dad made me do, and it made you a be- made me a better person. It makes you a better person. I didn't want to do martial arts, but I did it. Um. I want. I. I. I did want to play hockey, but that's after the martial arts stuff. Like, I, okay, sports. I get it. I now get sports, and then I want to do that. Um. But uh, it's so much easier to be like, I don't want to do any of that. I want to play video games. I like video games. I like stories. I, I don't want to go out, and I don't want to get hurt. Same amount. When that changes is when boys start hearing that, um, you know, big boys don't cry. There's no biological reason. There's no hardwired innate reason why uh, boys express less emotion beginning uh, at age four or five. But... Um, Certainly, there's strong cultural. Um, there you go. It's cultural. It's not. It's again. It's the society's fault, you guys. It's not. It's not natural. Now they're just talking about them crying. Exaggeration. And they'll say things like. Stop crying, don't act like a little girl, man up, suck it up, all of those types of things. Now, when we tell our boys to stop crying, we're also telling them to stop feeling, and they don't know the difference. So then our boys, and by the way, when I ask the, the, uh, the parents the same thing about when do you tell your girl to stop crying, they say, oh, never. There is still this culture war between, like, wussification and men don't, they're not real men anymore. Yeah, you're not. turning our boys into words that I'm not even going to say. Words I'm not going to even so say. Men who are heterosexual, strong, oh, now Fox News is here. <laughs> no longer... I'm going to fast forward through that. Oh, now back to this guy. Okay to cry in the right circumstance, but do we want to encourage emotionalism? Uh, do we? I mean, stoicism is not always mandatory in every circumstance, but I can tell you, having been in serious... Uh. Challenging circumstances in my life that sometimes stoicism is a real virtue. Not all boys are aggressive, and not all these people are, are so. I don't sure. have patience for. There's but nine more minutes. I don't want to watch. Are very aggressive, and I think what it's a mistake to treat that as a problem. As I watch sort of the K through 12 education of my son, my son's peers. And Wait, this guy might be on my side. system takes these boys and young men and says all of these things that you are we're trying to suppress that we're trying to make it less as opposed to cultivating the virtue in it there are a lot of threads right now that That guy might have been my on my side but he's still a pussy it's there's eight more how is there eight more minutes of this this is crazy i'm gonna fast forward and this lady, th- this is so crazy because um, 
it's like it's repetition. They're repeating the same things over and over because it's really just how they feel. It's really their opinion. It's wrong. It's completely wrong. But they have to just repeat it over and over and over and over again. And it's not just this documentary. It's everything. It's what we consume. It's the media. It's uh, the entertainment. The stories that they're now changing. So it's all these things. And it won't work because it's inherent in us to to be how we're supposed to be. So it's going to it's going to work a little bit in the sense that that um they're going to really try to hammer this in. But um I don't know if it's Gen Z or the generation after that that's going to break away from this, but this is um completely completely bonkers. So vulnerable to picking up what we think of them and they incorporate I'm just watching a little bit more. Oh, incels. Now, of course, now they're talking about incels. Those guys in that man box are the most unhappy, the most anxious, the more, the most... Yeah, well, I'm done, guys. We don't need to watch this anymore, right? Um, and so it's really, you know, <laughs> so asking questions to help them better understand it. Right, fuck it, done. Uh, I only have about 10 minutes left of this podcast. I don't need to keep uh, watching that video. That was 23 minutes long. I don't need to watch that whole thing. We don't need to do that. That's so stupid. Well, um, so I'm just going to go right to it. Where is this? All right. Um, raising boys. Uh, where uh, are my notes? Okay. So this is <laughs> this is actually interesting. This is something I wanted to talk about uh, a couple podcasts ago. And... Um, it's a pretty good segue into uh, what I was just talking about. So, women love sexist men, not woke men. Never. <laughs> then I wrote, "Never let mainstream culture tell you what women want." It's a, it's a, it's all a bunch of lies designed to lower birth rates. Feminists. So then, this is the article. Feminists think sexist men are sexier than woke men. Um. And. Uh, here is the article. It's not a new article. This is from a year ago, but this is very uh there's there these things always come out and um and they're always relevant. It I mean it, it's always going to be relevant. So it goes on to say Let me just get my uh okay, so the the the, the these um psychologists they they suggest that female interest in sexist men specifically men who display benevolent sexism may be seen by women as being more an interest in men investing resources in a woman benevolent sexism describes a form of sexism which is overtly less hostile and misogynistic i hate that word misogynistic and reflects beliefs that i was uh beliefs that i was taught uh, as a man from the U.S., benevolent sexism includes beliefs that women should be put on a pedestal. Women should be cherished and protected by men. Men should be willing to sacrifice to provide for women. Women are more virtuous than men. Women are more refined and pure compared to men. Yeah. So that that in the in the eyes of in the my mic fell in the eyes of the feminist p- movement uh that's all sexist so if if a man believes 
that women are more virtuous than men. Men should be willing to sacrifice to provide for women. Women should be cherished and protected by men. Women should be put on a pedestal, and women are more refined and pure compared to men. That's actually all very sexist. But women love that. So, hey, I just gave you some some uh, advice if you're looking to um, court the opposite sex. Women like that. You didn't need a study to find that out. Like, that's just... It's funny. Like, all these studies are so stupid. Because it's it's you're just finding out what is naturally true, and it has always been true for thousands of years. Or hundreds of thousands, or if not, a couple million years. This is just the case. This is the case. The, the, the reason why these studies are popping up is because we have a short memory span. We only can think of the last 50 years so then all these problems are have these rifts are happening between the sexes and we all are like hey why why don't they like uh if we treat them like one of the bros one of the dudes um because they're not why are women the most um the, the the most unhappy than than they've ever been on record they're they're more unhappy than they've ever been despite aspects of benevolent sexism appearing chivalrous and romantic previous research has found that women who endorse these beliefs often demonstrate approval of restrictions on women's freedoms independence and autonomy and may impact women's support for gender egalitarianism i read that weird but yes because we're different women should be treated differently and they are um all these all these so-called freedoms like throwing them into the workforce making them uh basically become single mothers making them put their kids through through preschool and all that that's making them miserable imagine giving birth if you're a woman imagine giving birth and then 6 months later you give it give it to a nanny or to a preschool or something uh because you got to get back into work do you think that that woman deep down wants to be at work or with the baby she wants to be with the baby, putting them in the workforce, and uh, it which totally destabilized the economy in, in a million different ways and, and destabilized family and destabilized the happiness of everyone. Uh, fucked up a lot of shit. They used, uh, so the guys used several different related experiments. <laughs> experiments? <laughs> Imagine needing experiments for the obvious. Uh, to test why women it's like an experiment like if i buy a plant and i don't water it is it gonna die let me do an experiment um to test why women find men with these types of beliefs to be more sexy and appealing they found that they found that women who saw these types of men as more attractive also saw the men as being more willing to protect and care for them yeah those guys in the video before the guys who are totally cucked um I don't think that they would really do that because you know why in the, for the sake of of uh equality one time I was out at a bar at or at a club or something with my ex-girlfriend it was ready by the time I was on my way out where I something was happening with my mic but I'm back so I um when I had a oh yeah my ex-girlfriend I was ready on my way out with her, and uh, but I went out. We went out to so- somewhere. I hated her at this point. I already hated her. 
Um, so I wasn't overprotective of her or anything. And uh, she went to get drinks. Uh, I wasn't drinking. And some dude walked up to her. And this is how on the way out I was. I literally didn't care. I just thought this was hilarious. So this dude walks up to her and says, hey, I'm a feminist. Can you buy me a drink? And then they got into a whole argument about feminism. And she was like, well, it doesn't work like that. And blah, blah, blah. I wasn't paying attention, but they were talking it out. And then uh, I, I, I was literally not paying attention, but I, I jumped in and I was like, feminism is gay. I hate feminism. <laughs> I was so on my way out that we couldn't, there was no argument to be had. She knew how I felt. And um, yeah, that guy actually thought that that pickup line would work because um, that is what we're teaching men today. We're not teaching them to, to, um, to protect and care for women we're talking we're, we're teaching them to m- treat them like one of the bros uh so they found that so again i'll repeat that they found that women who saw these types of men as more attractive also saw the men as being more willing to protect and care for them and to commit to a relationship yes interestingly though these women weren't love-struck fools but had their eyes open Despite being attracted to these men and seeing them as good mates and partners, the women saw these males as being undermining and patronizing, more likely to place restrictions on the women. Well, that's because of all the propaganda that's been happening in the last 40, 50 years. Of course, they're going to think that. So this goes on and on and on. I don't need to read it. There's a couple minutes left of this podcast where it's pretty much done. But you get my point. It's all intertwined. This and the story of the kids, they're creating generations of pussies and i'm not saying men need to be overbearing and and assholes and whatever a contraire they should they shouldn't be men they shouldn't be the harvey we- the harvey weinsteins are the guys you're trying to create he goes to the benefits for for sexism and he go he he votes democrat like how you want him to and he does all these things but, um, you know, I don't know. I'm not saying that there aren't any bad men on the conservative side. Of course there are. But but this is a huge, 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 huge problem. For some reason, they don't want strong men. They don't want... Um, they don't want there to... They, they, they want us to look the other way. They want us to be entertained. They want the rifts between the sexes, between the races... They want, uh, because then, and, and I always say they, but it's the people who control shit. You know, the politicians, the bankers, the people who go to war, the people who can convince us of all those things. And um, and then and then we all ask ourselves, why is the suicide rate going up? Again, I'm going to talk about Sweden is gay and Norway is gay and all of that next next week, next Tuesday. And some other things I didn't get to, but um, look to Europe. What is happening there will be our future. And it's as simple as that. That is Sadcast episode 77. I am Sadwater. Here's a song. I love you. Bye.